back to Art Poppin' Bottles. We are a podcast where each week we review a seminal album, but sometimes a Christmas special by a non-male artist. And we had so much fun last time that we're just bringing you more content. I'm Justin Ganaway. And I'm Kayla Mation Garvin. And we are feeling like Mariah Carey this week because we're talking about Mariah Carey this week. Have fun! This uh, episode features our special guest from last week, Elise Susan Chase. Thank you so much for listening. Let's discuss Mariah's outfits. Justin, take us away. So I think it's like it's helpful to think about this special in terms of acts, in terms of um, in terms of outfits. And so um, we uh, we open with our first act, and Mar- Mariah Carey is in PJs, but she is in PJs that she's uh, like of course wearing two corsets under they have like specific seam black seam lines to to augment her waist and to make it look even smaller which is like uh, like an optical illusion trick that every costume designer every costume designer uses and i think it's stunning and i think it's so fun that Mariah was like, let's do like like fair aisle print and let's sequin it. Let's do corset lines and let's do a, like a skin tight onesie in a very Christmassy look. What do we think? I think that that is so full of shit that she thought it was like this is campy. She's like, no, I look good. Let's do this one because like the, the fact of the matter is she looks good because of. The illusion, like, I fucking love her. Like, let's be real, like, number one, she's fantastic. Number two, own that you have six spanks and a corset on, and, like, her tights are doing the most work. Like, own it. Do not fight it. Own it. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, she looks good, but also, as a singer, she did not sing in that outfit. She is sitting in a recording studio in her boyfriend sweatshirt wearing comfortable leggings in slippers that is how she's hitting those high notes it has nothing like she's not wearing a corset in uggs i know you want uggs i love uggs i think of this outfit um i think it looks good uh on her i think like the concept is weird i i don't love mariah's looks i'll say it she's not a she's She's not really a look queen. She doesn't step... She's like Ari in that she doesn't step outside of her accepted silhouettes, which are either skin tight or ball gown, and that's all you get from her, and both of which we will see in this special. However, um... Oh, and sometimes she'll do a little flippy skater skirt on top of something t- skin tight. However, um... Yeah, it's not, like, the best look in the world. Is it Mariah? Yes. Does it fit this special? Yes. Is it extra? Yes. Is it stupid? Yes. So, ultimately... I like it, but like it's not like a good look. It just is. It's just like Mariah's version of PJs, and you know I think she looks great. It's it's nice to see her. I think putting in the effort to you know among the Lamely her fans, the most oft used phrase is "skinny legend." She is committed to no matter what her size is, being a skinny legend at her smallest, at her biggest and i love that about her 
So the context for this uh, for this outfit is that Mariah is with her daughters in her New York apartment, live, laugh, loving, and she gets a call from Billy Eichner. And Elf. the elves are sad. They're sad and they cannot produce enough presents and for Christmas to go on. And so Mariah Carey is called to... Um, the North Pole to save Christmas. She uses a butterfly ornament to power her sleigh and fly in her PJs to the North Pole. And one of the things that I think really works about this segment, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on, is that he like is visited by these like Zoom sort of cameos of different people being like, you know, I'm not feeling Christmas this year because I haven't left my house. Heidi Klum hasn't left her house in months and she's sad. Um, and so I would like to posit that it's really smart to be like, we must save Christmas from COVID. What do you guys think? I loved how on the nose this special was and maybe just because it got so extra at the other end of it. Like I'm sure we'll get to it, but there's a lot of traveling. There are a lot of green screens involved. And what I liked is that we were both able to acknowledge the present and escape from it in this special. So I thought that all was executed quite well. What do you think, Elise? I'm kind of scooching us forward a little bit. I mean, Snoop Dogg as theoretical Santa Claus has um, made my life. That is what I will teach my children. I'm done. Like that has been a lot for me. <laughs> um, she did good in, in that regard. She did some plastic work. So what Elise is referencing is that well, by the time Mariah Carey gets to the North Pole, her like her one of her main objectives is to go to the toy factory and put on an impromptu performance and motivate the elves to um, make presents and to be merry and to produce Christmas. And one of those things is Oh Santa, which we've already talked about. But then there is a lot. Or there's a cameo from Snoop Dogg and then another rapper whose name I. Don't know. It's Jermaine, right? It's Jermaine Dupree. Jermaine, I want to I want to be a little centered for a second and just say that Jermaine Dupree was wearing a custom like sweatsuit out of the same green uh, emerald green poly velvet that I used in my own Christmas project. It's a Wonderful Life for our lead. Um, for the lead woman. I just want to say that I also picked that fabric. Was Ari also wearing that? Because they looked the same. No, she was wearing a real velvet that didn't shine the way that that my velvet shined. Your velvet shined better. Let it glow. It was it was man made shine, but let me tell you, it was cute. But but um, yes, Snoop Dogg, I guess, stepped in as Santa Claus. Is that how you understand? I I believe, as I read it, Snoop Dogg was was enjoying Mariah's music and was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get involved." But Snoop Dogg is our Santa in terms of this you know, Christmas special, and he came down and rapped, and um, my entire family, down to the cat, was was dancing. <laughs> like, that happened. <laughs> like, it was- I read it as they were just dressed as Santa, and 
Were, were they dressed differently? They were dressed as like Santa and Santa in green or whatever. But like, uh, it was to me, they weren't literally Santa, but had that energy. <laughs> did we see another Santa figure in this? No. Because I, I think Snoop, hot take, I think Snoop was Santa. <laughs> like, I genuinely believe in the context of this special, Snoop was our Santa Claus. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't like hardly dispute that by any means. And I think in Mariah's world, Snoop is probably the closest to Santa. Because she, she stayed in a plaid or like, um, maybe yeah. like a little like nutcracker vibe, but he was the only one dressed in a Santa suit. Snoop I don't know. Mariah wearing during this moment. Do you remember? Was she wearing her little like, both. She was wearing the plaid look with the bustle. Okay. She was wearing the plaid drop waist again, circa 2003, with the bus with the bustle. Yeah. Yes. Incredible. So we move from this sort of interlude where where Mariah has decided to save Christmas by motivating the elves, and then because Mariah is unpredictable and hard to manage, um, she goes to the forest um, for no reason other than that. Really, Mariah just can't keep control of her. It reminded me kind of of Harry Potter because Harry Potter always likes to go to the forest. <laughs> like it was very that, but like Mariah version. Um, and she's wearing a gown with a cape on it. Um, and I think that, uh, so uh, during the break, Elise talked about this a little bit, like um, Mariah, like uh, in true Mariah form, did not move really at all during this Christmas special. Like she was planted in her look, and everything stayed just so. And that was very, very the vibe for the forest. Kayla, what did you think about forest look and the performance? Um, I. This is my least favorite look from the Christmas special. And this is also, I don't like the bustle look all that much. Um, I, it is a very Mariah look, but I just think to me, it's not, um, it, it's, it's what I am not on board with, with Mariah's aesthetic other than the cape. Like obviously, okay, the dress, we have this engineered slit. We have like engineered low cut for the boobs in, like she looks incredible, but it's my least favorite look that she wears. However, I'll say that she does sing well in the forest and I liked the song she sang in the forest. Just the look wasn't doing it for me. Can we talk about her boobs? Yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need to talk about boobs because i watched them obsessively throughout this entire special i'm like do they jiggle do they and you know what they didn't and i was like did they strap those fuckers into place like what had happened with the tatas she's i think she's probably had surgery i think they're probably taped as well i think inside of each dress yes. instead of wearing a bra she's taped in and i think that's how she's getting that firm boob, boob look is that her tape her breasts are taped up to her chin and uh, i think it looks great she she looks fantastic she sounds wonderful I, I guess, I mean, call me devil's advocate. I don't think the two can happen at the same time because you cannot be taped like that and take a full breath. 
I think this yeah. goes to an interesting point that Justin, you and and at least you were also talking about about like the relative liveness of each Christmas special, and do we value that? Mm-hmm. I would say for Mariah, I do value it for the most part. Like I would prefer if this was live. However, I know that Mariah at this point in his, her career is beleaguered by no naysayers. She's also had a lot of really rough live performances in her recent past, which I as a fan gives her very high nerves for that type of situation. And the situation that she has for herself is safer, where, like, I think that in a lot of takes, she's probably singing not at, like, 100%, but she's singing alongside her vocal, but they just don't have her mic'd, which also solves an issue costume-wise. There were a couple Mm -hmm. moments where I thought she might be singing live where she was holding a handheld mic, Um, but for the most part I think she was lip syncing for this and I prefer my Mariah live however like I understand her current situation and I prefer that the overall product comes out a hit like I think this one does than that she's like so worried about singing the way she used to 20 years ago and that she misses notes and people make fun of her like i prefer a mix like i perceive she did in the holiday special i would say if i had to guess it was like 75 percent lip sync one percent song if that it might be more like 80 20 justin I think that this whole, like, this all comes down to format because we're talking about two legends doing Christmas specials and, like, and um, Dolly Parton's special was available on CBS All Access but was done, like, on CBS and consumed by the masses, like, theoretically watching CBS, like, that night, like, for the premiere of... um, of like Dolly Parton specials. So, of course, she's saying more live, I would say, than, than Mariah. Um, and Mariah's was consumed via all streaming. And what was so great about that is that Apple Music had a sky-high budget to give her everything she needed as far as the green screen, as far as the sets, as far as the looks, as far as the costume changes. And when I'm consuming like something made for a streaming platform, I don't have any expectation for the person to sing live. And I think that that really worked to Mariah's advantage. And so I I don't mind that she wasn't singing live, but I'm also really like allowing the camp of it all to just wash over me. What about you, Elise? I think they were both lip syncing. So like hot take. So they they were definitely both lip syncing i think mariah um did not do as good of a job but i i mean they were both they were both they had both recorded in studio before this happened i think mariah has not recovered from that new year's eve that we all remember and that's a big part of it um because she is we all know she's an incredibly talented artist but again what I want from her is I want her to wear a sweatshirt. I want her to be comfortable. I want her to not be strapped in to all of this bullshit that she can't actually sing in. And I want her to sit down and sing with a fantastic choir behind her because that's where she thrives. I th- that's what I want. I want her multiple takes. I don't want to live shoot Mariah. And, and that's what I am, like, at this point, desperate for because she is talented enough to give it to us, but not. 
she's she's i don't think she's brave enough right now to give it to us i love that sentiment and you know what i you i love the artifice of mariah but you have awakened in me yeah like i do wish she could put it down for a second and actually oh it's not within arm's reach but i'm reading her memoir right now and it really seems to her need for artifice i think and i hear that about her and i like that about her but yeah i I hear what you're saying in that like it would be so like revolutionary and lovely to see her in that more relaxed light and to see her actually sing you know she i think um has developed this fear around it um so yeah what do you think justin I agree. I think it would be really cool. I think that there's like a lot of artists that are like pivoting towards like a stripped back thing and it would be really, really stunning. And I think probably like pop culture shaking if Mariah was like, I'm doing a strip concert or I'm doing like a live album or something that was like cool. And I think that's a really, really hot take, Elise. So I'm excited that you've brought that. Let's let's start a Twitter movement. Yes. But Speaking of her singing, like, more live with the choir, like, with all of that, after The Forest, we move into maybe the strongest scenic design of the entire show, and I bring that to your attention because Jared clocked it before I did, that there was this amazing sort of snowflake set where people were on different platforms and levels, and Mariah Carey did this entire sort of toy soldier inspired um set and uh and like and and like different a couple songs in this like look where she was in a toy soldier inspired costume which i think arguably looked the most costumey out of like all of her looks but was also the most unexpected and fun what do we think of like this section of the finale of mariah carey's christmas special Wait, I have questions, because I feel like I'm a little bit lost with what she wore when. So she started off in her onesie, and then I think we skipped. She goes to the fucking piano bar and sings Christmas here in a gold dress near the red piano. And then she came with with the cartoon. Let's not forget the cartoon. Right. There was a cartoon in there. God, I forgot, actually. At least she kissed him. Uh, She did. I felt neglected, but she kissed him. That's fine. Then she gets on the the motor-powered sled in, in a Santa onesie. Then she goes mm-hmm. to the forest in the silver. Then she has her bustle and bow look. And then doesn't she have, okay, is, is the snowflake set you're referring to when she wore the white ball gown, which then she stripped away to a white mermaid gown? Or are you talking about a different no, mermaid? We're not there yet, I don't think. I'm confused. I thought the white ball gown with which she stripped I, away in the forest, but I might be wrong. <laughs> no, the white there is a ball gown that had like a six foot diameter, Justin. And that white were near the end where she was like bringing it home. There was the choir. She was singing stuff with the choir. In the forest, she also sang with the choir, but she was wearing silver sequins. That's when she had the engineered slit, slit, the very low cut dress and the cape and the very volume. So there was like... Yeah, there was like a like a semi mermaid in the woods. Yeah. Okay. Can we skip to the Christian Daae lookalike and also my Google searches afterwards? Wait. 
as I scooch the mic closer because we have a lot to talk about, folks. What? 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 Okay, so first off, she rolls up. I don't remember what song she was singing. Someone fact check me and fact check me quick. But she was singing camp hurry up Aaron someone help me um she was singing a song and she was in this freaking white wedding dress no 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 and it, it, are we talking about different wedding dress because when we talk about this one with a big ball yes. talking about this this one the, this one can you see it uh, I can't. No. I can't see it. All I all I see is the little dashes. I know apples against us. Silent night, and she has the candle on. LOL. Yeah, no, that's the picture I'm showing you. She's singing Silent Night. She has a candle on. She's in a white. She's saying good. Mermaid tail. Like she, she she's saying good. But I want to talk about that poofy ass motherfucker <laughs> that we haven't seen since the early 2010s. The one that jutted out from the waist. And the one that had. I mean, let's, like, we're generous with waste. She didn't drop waste again. Yeah, you're right. And it was in the wrong place. No, I know what we're talking about. It started with, so it was the same bodice and it started with a, like a, what we would call like a princess gown, right? Like it was like a jetted out from a low waist and then yes. that waist was removed and then it revealed the trumpet mermaid gown that we're talking about. Yes, but, thank you, fashion. Different pieces. And then this is the toy soldier look at the end uh, for our- Which was hot. Um, it's, it's the sort of skater skirt, uh, toy soldier look with her like wild high ponytail. Um, and Let's... no, it was not a high ponytail. It was the bump it. It was, it was a bump it because she is still alive in 2003. That is not high ponytail. I, I, I wrote down bump it in all caps. I think it was a fall. I think it was like an extra piece added at the back that was like, that was, that, was, that, that was not that natural. I just, big. It was a fall. I was like, this woman has not progressed to go like this. Okay. Yeah. In any case, we, did we want to talk about the ball gown? Did we want to talk about the toy soldier dress? Like we want to okay. talk about them all, obviously. All of it. Let's do one, two, three. Let's talk about ball gown, trumpet gown, toy soldier. Okay. <laughs> ball gown. I like that it's extra. Do I think it's a good look? Not necessarily. Do I think it's absolutely needed in this special? Yes. Like, I was just waiting for the moment when she would come out in a fucking quinceanera dress. Like, she is doing everything she can. She She's like Mother Ginger in fucking The Nutcracker. She has 18 children under that skirt. It's beautiful. I think it's stupid, and that's why she wore it. What do you all think? A nutcracker joke is like too much for me right now. Um, but I totally agree with you. I think that skirt literally held up this entire Christmas special. That's how strong it is. That's that's where I'm at. It, it literally the the she was singing singing think of me the phantom was coming out from somewhere like there was, a, there was just so much going on when the she, scene shifted and she was there glimmering in that so uh justin to you um this was my least favorite costume in the entirety of the show and here is why i think that if you're going to wear such a like voluminous quinceanera skirt it must hit you at your natural waist not two inches below your natural waist and the she proportion to show that off that's her thing i know that it's ugly but <laughs> 
does, she can't acknowledge that. I, yeah. She wants to show that she, but, and I'll say it doesn't come for no reason. Like she was hounded by media for being fat for so long. However, it's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's I like I and you know what and I've talked about this on the pod already like I'm here for Mariah Artifice but for me this was just not my favorite look and I know that that is controversial um that is how I feel let's see in 2020 no she's not fat she is literally just misstyled there's a big difference well, and now not. she get out of it because of the former. Like, it's like a catch-22. Okay, let's talk about the trumpet skirt. I love the trumpet skirt, but also I was like, is she marrying her high school boyfriend? Like, what is happening? Is she pregnant? What's going on? That's all I saw. I really liked the, the trumpet skirt because <laughs> I, like, when, when I see a trumpet gown done, and I think they're rarely, like, executed well, I want a fuck ton of volume down at the bottom. And I think that the costume designer and her selected the correct fabric to give us the volume and the rippling in the trumpet skirt that was, like, needed for this type of gown. So I liked it. Okay, I feel you. I feel you. I see it. Kayla? I don't like it. I think it's ugly, but it's also a classic Mariah dress, so whatever. Um, I feel like this whole special was 2003, like, with a sprinkling of 2006, and that's, like, that, that is what I watched, and I loved it. Like, I enjoyed the entire thing, but that is what I digested. I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> Next up, should we talk about the um, the Toy Soldier inspired getup with what I would like, which what I went back and forth about, and then Jeremy was correct. It is an exposed petticoat made out of Santa fur that we're seeing below the sort of green hem. Um, I so. think it's silly, but it really works for this Christmas special. Like, like the ball gown, is it, is it fashion forward? No. Is it exactly what the special needed? Yes. That's how I feel about it. What do you think, Elise? I mean, I think when she has a well-constructed piece, it's done well. And that, I mean, and that, that was a well-constructed piece. It was beautiful. It, it was cinched perfectly. It was well-made. You could, you could see every aspect of it. I liked it. I approve. I think it was appropriate. One of my favorite looks from the piece, honestly. This was chef's kiss. The, like the piece de resistance of, of the looks in this special. And here's why. It was constructed and injured so beautifully. I thought the fullness that they achieved in this like skirt at the bottom was interesting. It was like new for a skater dress. The amount of rippling that they got, the sort of like whimsical shape that they achieved, stunning. That took real art. But then on top of that, they put the cheapest fucking $10 a yard trim they could find to create the lines of the soldier look, which was wild. I was like, why would they put such a cheap trim on this costume that is so expensive. And then I realized that it's Christmas. 
And when you put popcorn on a tree, it's brilliant looking, even if it's just popcorn. And um, I thought it was great. I thought it looked great. <laughs> I mean, it looked edible, if nothing else. You could eat Ryan Carey in the finale of Christmas special. Um, do you, what did you guys think of the sort of like the teasing device that they did with um, All I Want for Christmas? I thought it was handled appropriately and really I'm so glad that that was the finale. Let's be real. We knew it was going to be the encore. We knew. Like, there was no way. They teased us right away. But then it was like, we know what's coming. We don't have to pretend. Kayla, thoughts? Agreed. I think it was played perfectly and beautifully. We wanted us the encore, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I liked how they did it. I like how they accomplished it. Justin? Uh, yep i like i thought it was brilliant i'm glad that they like that throughout there was a sort of motif of this song but we never got it until the end and i really thought that um she moved the most and it really that really brought the house down just sort of those four steps she took to the left and the right it was stunning <laughs> great i know we're not done with this podcast yet but i would just like to take this moment to say mariah carey all we want is you in a sweatshirt and your leggings and ugg boots because they're so comfortable singing with a choir that you can afford that's all we want that's all we want literally don't even wear makeup we don't want that <laughs> thank you and merry christmas i want maybe a fake lash but without mascara like i don't know of course she's gonna do a fake lash we don't have to ask mariah maybe a fake lash we're natural makeup we're not asking her to go bare well elise is asking her to go bare face um but i, I just like i want her to be chill i feel like this woman doesn't know how to just be like an artist anymore she's like i have to be cinched in and x y and z and i'm like literally this entirely this entire christmas special would have been happier for all if you were in a big chunky sweater that was more expensive than a house I'm going to buy. And just wearing your Ugg boots. That's all I want. I hear that, what? but I also feel like that's what Dolly fucking did. Dolly was wearing three corsets and had lipo. Like, she's... Like, I think that they're... They, I would like both to... But I also think it is very unlikely we'll see either of them undrag and, like, present themselves without artifice. I think both of their brands are built on it. And also, like, that's part of what we want to see in a Christmas special. Like, sure, do I want to see people chill? Yes. But do I want to see eight costume changes? Maybe more. Yes. So, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Kayla. I agree I think that it would be just so beautiful to see Mariah let go of some of that for herself because she's clearly, uh, you know, one of the most talented pop musicians that is still working and one, like a beautiful woman who like puts a lot of money into her appearance. And like, I would like to see her, you know, let down some of her guard about that. But I do think that like for a Christmas special, um, she did what she had to do, which was not, that <laughs> but what if she wore a sweatshirt that she got circa high school and wore it with her local mormon choir i'm just saying i i would watch that too and i would pay as much money to see it 
I think she burned everything that she had from high school. And part of this, I read um, the the reading I'm doing of, of Mariah's memoir is very much about, I mean, it's interesting that we're talking about, okay, I also have to say it's so iconic to see you both drink wine at the same time. But... Um, it's happened so many times, and I keep trying to get it on film. On the it's like, not working. <laughs> like, tip them. It's so cute. Um, but I have to say, okay, so Mariah's memoir is akin to Dolly's sort of uh, continued retelling of her life story in that both of them um, are, you know, as anyone is, very attached to how they grew up, and both of them grew out up without a lot of money, and those are the stories they tell most frequently. Uh, in Mariah Carey's memoir, uh, I would say most of the first 200 pages are devoted to her childhood, where she grew up... Um, you know, really without without much materially at all, although in a different place, in a different part of the country, um, and in a different time than Dolly. Um, but I do think it's interesting that both of them, having come from so little, are now so devoted to how they, um, like, artfully apply what they look like. Like, I don't think those two things are disconnected. I think they're very much um intertwined um that both of these women like to look a certain way because of how they grew up i don't know i would love to do an episode that's just dolly parton compared to the song jenny on the block can we um can we be like can we can we craft that i mean that might be a ways down the road um but earlier you were talking about a choir and i think that's a good segue into at least my part of the christmas playlist so we at art pop and bottles have formulated a christmas playlist both justin and i have contributed six tracks and at least three so we're gonna go in three rounds where justin and i will each talk about two of the tracks we contributed and then elise will talk about one of hers I'm really excited about this pot, uh, playlist. I I put a lot of thought into it, actually, because six songs is not a lot uh, of Christmas music. There's so much Christmas music that I love. Um, and I guess I'll just start us off with my first two tracks. The first track that I picked was Joy to the World, featuring the Georgia Mass Choir um, and performed by Whitney Houston. Um, I picked this song, and let me go back over to my notes for several reasons. The first being Whitney Houston's voice, which is unparalleled and perfect. She has perfect technique. She's, she sounds beautiful. And I think there's really almost nothing like Whitney Houston on a Christmas track. She has a beautiful choir behind her, the Georgia Mass Choir. I think this was first uh, recorded for the Christmas movie she was in, Bishop's Wife, um, which was a remake of the Cary Grant movie. Um, and what I most like about this song is it has several movements. We start off sort of quiet and hush. We go into like a boisterous choir movement. Then we go into sort of, then we, then we regress back into a quieter moment of the song and we end uh, the song at like a beautiful cacophony. I think it's just um, what I look for in a Christmas song is 
is many things. Definitely a great vocal. Definitely, I, it, I think it's a plus if there's a choir. And I think um, the arrangement is also super important and the way that Whitney and this choir both contribute to this track, I think is just stellar. And the second track I picked for this playlist was Sleigh Ride by Ella Fitzgerald. I picked this song. I went back and forth on a few Ella songs because I think um, Ella also, there's nothing like Ella on a Christmas song. Like her vocal tone is so warm that she's just a natural fit for Christmas songs. And um, her recording of Sleigh Ride, I have to say, um, it edged out everything else because of the musical arrangement. She's backed by a full band. We've got trumpets, we've got horns, we've got whatever else you've got in a band. And like, it's like the brass and her vocal and the song Sleigh Ride, um, you know, it just sounds to me like we're in a classic Christmas movie. I'm walking through Central Park and the snow is falling. And it's just like, to me, this is a perfect Christmas song that I have no notes. Um, Justin, let's go to you for two songs and then we'll go to Elise. Um, I love both of your picks. I think that they're really, really stellar and really, really like well curated. Um, I will say that in contrast to Kayla, I don't typically listen to Christmas music and I don't like, and I like don't actually really like it all that much because it's so like, it's, it's so like transient. It's so like temporary. So I've never connected to Christmas music in the same way, which is probably like, I mean, indicative of a deep depression, but let's go ahead and start in our next, in our, like my first two picks. At first I was like, maybe I'll do like something from like a, a six songs only from Disney and Nickelodeon darlings. And I thought I was going to do that, but then I did not. But the first two tracks are Santa Tell Me by Ariana. Um, because this song is great. It's about Christmas, but it's about sex. But it's about Christmas, but it's also about sex. And... (laughs) Like, what I love is that artist being ambitious enough to say, I am going to do a Christmas song, but it is going to be my own Christmas song, and it's going to be my take on Christmas. And I really think that Ariana and Mariah are going to go down, Mariah more so than Ariana, but are going to go down as the artist that can really take on Christmas and take a bite out of it. Um, and next up, I'm going to pivot and do Last Christmas by Hilary Duff. Um, I, I really like this track because again, like we've been talking about two artists that can transcend Christmas in their own way. Dolly Parton and Mariah Carey are just like mavens of camp and of, of branding and of, of lore. But Hilary Duff can also really do camp because she has this sugary, sweet pop quality that is undisputed in its just in its brilliance and in its own lane of pop perfection. And so Last Christmas by Hilary Duff is really an underplayed masterpiece. What's your first sort of contribution to this playlist? Just as a segue, I want to say Hilary Duff was the first live artist I ever saw. So um, a nice little segue that is moving us sorry into um we're gonna start with you're a mean one mr grinch uh thorough rave scott is the 
artist here and why i love this song is because it's dope <laughs> i mean that bass voice can vibrate all the regions that you ever wanted vibrated and he just he sings to you and he lets you know that the grinch he's a mean one so that is my one contribution <laughs> to this this round oh my god back to kayla kayla what are your next two? Oh wow that was really beautiful elise thank you for sharing that um uh, okay so my next song is oh santa by mariah ari and jennifer hudson so i picked this for several reasons uh one is Jennifer Hudson's disengaged but ultimately powerful vocal. Um, and then the main reason I picked it, we've already discussed it, Mar Mariah and Ari whistle-toning the words, oh, and then Santa. If they had just sung, oh, on a whistle-tone, this song would not have made the list. But then they said, Santa, and I loved it. And um, uh, I'll turn it over to my next song, which is, Angels We Have Heard on High, performed by Christina Aguilera. This is off Christina Aguilera's just seminal Christmas album this Christmas, which if we don't discuss it next year on the podcast, I'm quitting. Um, <laughs> this is overall an unhinged Christmas album with, our, with Christina just doing whatever she wants on the songs. She has no regard for melody. She has little regard for lyrics. And I think it's beautiful. And I picked this song because it was a particularly weird song on a particularly weird album where she sings this sort of R&B pop version of Angels We Have Heard on High with a full chorus. Um, it's an unhinged vocal, an unhinged arrangement. There's a choir. Uh, she stresses the word Deo in, in Excelsis Deo. And, and at times it sounds normal. At times she's doing sort of like a Sam Cooke thing. Like it's so weird and I love it. And then the last reason I picked Angels We Have Heard on High is because each time she sings it, Christina pronounces Excelsis Deo, Excelsis Deo, which is probably more correct. Um, but I think it's deeply exciting. Justin. Well, I love that because uh, uh, Christina's favorite vowel is O, so I feel like it was A -O. So much. She gets to say like every other word. <laughs> um, my next contributions, again, like going on this Disney Darlings theme that I will divert from in just a second, um, is... Uh, Miley Cyrus's rocking around the Christmas tree because it's not art popping bottles without a few clunkers. We love a bad track that's almost good because it's bad. And this one, I think this song really is sort of telling. It's um what is what is that word? It's just it's prefacing the Plastic Hearts album in general. It is her rock take on rocking around the Christmas tree. And let me tell you, there are call outs, there are yeahs, there are uh-huhs, and it is terrible. And it, it's Disney really like latching onto the fact that um and Kelly Clarkson were like famous for doing like pop punk shit. And so this is Miley Cyrus's pop punk, punk rocking around the Christmas tree. 
So listen to it, get into it. Um, and then next up, because I know that there's never a time where I will ever be able to talk about this woman again on the podcast, um, but I love her so much. Um, it's the Christmas song featuring Sarah Jessica Parker on some random Christmas album. Um, and I think it's really a stunning track because Sarah Jessica Parker can't sing. She just can't. Yeah. She's flat always. She's always flat, but she's really always trying so hard to get to the note. And it's so earnest. And like, she's like, she, her debut was in Annie on Broadway. You can hear her using the same technique that she did as a child, trying to like hit the notes of the Christmas song. And I think that it is a pop culture artifact that must be consumed by the masses. So that's why I included it on this um, playlist. Elise, what's next? So my one, con to contribute, I want everyone to listen to um, Dance of the Sugar from Fairy. And you can find it at your local Spotify <laughs> download store. And it's it's super basic. It's very contemporary. Um, all the things that you want. And um, Missy recently danced to it, but with Mariah whistle-toning over her. So just listen to the track, and you'll learn so much more. And that is my second proposal. Thank you all. That's beautiful. Thank you, Elise. A classic um culture russia romanticism it's mostly for russia thank you for noticing <laughs> somebody call miss cracker thank god tchaikovsky um okay my last two picks penultimate oh holy night performed by mariah carey there's so much about this that i love that arrangement heavily fe features an organ as well as a choir and both are impeccable mariah's voice is beautiful on this song particularly she performs most of the song down the octave and then two-thirds jumps up the octave um uh to to do the second half of the song and then she jumps up two octaves when she sings oh night d two octave jump vine and this is when she's already up the octave so in this song if i'm correct in my math which i'm probably not because i'm bad at math but she she covers four octaves in this one song like it's 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 a thing and i also love even when she's like sort of t like bringing things back down to a normal level at the end oh something i wanted to mention actually before I bring it back to the end, is when she jumps the two octaves for oh nighty, and then she jumps the octaves. Um, this is what I think Aristotle meant when he wrote about catharsis. <laughs> like when when I hear this, my body is like, Ugh! like my body has a reaction, and I think this is what the Greeks were talking about when they invented catharsis. Anyway, the last thing I wanted to mention on this track was um, as we're going into the end of the song, after we've already hit the whistle note, Mariah sings D in her head voice. Uh, and then goes vine in her belt. And that's the last thing that I think is just remarkable about this track is her 
um, vocal prowess. And, you know, I do think I, I we talked about this track last year because we covered her Christmas album. Um, and I'll repeat again that like this song makes me believe in God, like God is in her vocals. And similarly with with uh, Whitney's performance on Joy to the World, like I believe in God when I listen to these songs. Um, lastly, I picked have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Judy Garland. And this is where I might cry because I actually, this song is my favorite Christmas song of all time. And then I was like, oh, I'm not going to make it through not crying talking about this. So I wrote something, but it's so long. So I'll, I'll paraphrase what I wrote, which is the first sentence I wrote, which I'll read verbatim, is Judy is that bitch and has always been. We're, we're going to skip a little. But, like, I wrote a lot about how she communicates emotion better than any other singer because of her imperfect vocals. It's not because she doesn't have the technique. It's that her emotion sort of overcomes her technique, and that's sort of the, the magic of Judy. And that this has always been one of my favorite holiday songs because of the combo of her powerful vocals, which she always displays, and the sort of wistful and sad lyrics. Um, so we discussed last year on the podcast about how the best Christmas songs are both sad and festive. And I think this is the best example of that. And I've always thought about the lyrics from this last verse, which have often been replaced in modern recordings of the song because the lyrics are like kind of controversial. They're like a little bit too dark for the modern ear. Um, but like these lyrics are what make the song really hit this year. Um, Cameron, can you read these lyrics so I don't cry? Yeah. I highlighted them in the midst of my essay that I wrote. Someday soon, we all will be living together. No, not living together. Sorry. Oh, wow. I did. I just don't added say them wrong. Okay, 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 okay. Someday soon, we all will be together. If the fates allow. Until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. So have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Anyway, I just I wrote a I wrote a paragraph about like what we've all been going through this year and what those lyrics mean. Oh, am I gonna cry either way? It doesn't matter. Um, I just like think you know we're in a place now of like not seeing people that we want to see for the holidays and. It makes me sad. But anyway, I, I used to really hear in these lyrics, like the sadness and the darkness. And like, I think what's different this year is I hear actually the emphasis on the hopefulness in these lyrics. And like, I used to hear, okay, in the line, so have yourself a merry little Christmas now, I used to hear like little as operative, like that we were having a little Christmas because we're sad, but actually I hear so and now um, of have your, so have yourself a merry little Christmas now. Like I, I hear that like, so meaning because, like because everything's been hard. Um, have a Christmas now, like right now, do it. Oh, I'm crying. Um, anyway, read my last paragraph. <laughs> in other years I cry to this song because, oh my God. <laughs> because of its sadness this year I cry because of its hope it's a song about celebrating despite immense hardship 
about holding people close to you despite physical distance. It's about impending reunions. It's about the joy of community returning soon. Not today, not this season, but by this time next year. Until then, let's muddle through, BBs. Here with my shin garvin. 2020. That is, I mean, it's really beautiful. And like, I have yourself a merry little Christmas has like always been one of my favorite tracks. I didn't put it on here because I knew you would pick the Judy Garland version, and I'm so happy that you did. I think it's, I think that's really stunning. And I think that Judy Garland invented um, Robin's Dancing on My Own, but did it way better and for Christmas. <laughs> um, what are your next two tracks? My next, my next two tracks are like wildly um, throwaway tracks, uh, but they're they're funny. Um, so I, the one that I haven't like texted to the group um, that I decided on while recording this pod was um, "Tis the Damn Season." I would like to put oh, in. Um, I'm so glad you picked this. It's so stunning. It's such it's such a track about like about like Christmas which is like such a different take than most things but it's like about Christmas being mundane and then her going back to her child at home and like hooking up with the guy that like is maybe the only person who can see her for who she is like it's I think probably top five if not my favorite Taylor Swift tracks of all time because I like I do think it's hard to be Taylor Swift and I do think that it's like like sh- like this is a person this special person who we don't know like who he is or what he's about that like sees her for her and like it was like a really beautiful track that I really, really love to listen to so a, a, like a track that's not about Christmas but is about Christmas It's about Christmas it's a Christmas song I actually love you pick, t- picking this track it's perfect it's it's really good and then my final track would be um carol of the bells by destiny's child because if nothing else i'm a choir kid at heart and what i love is that they take carol of the bells and they murder it and then they create their own r&b version of it it is stunning top to bottom it's a christmas track in three acts um they go harder and harder each time and I, I like it's, and it's also just like Beyonce has been famous for so long. This woman has been at the top of her game since Carol of the Bells by Destiny's Child. I mean, before then, but like Jesus fucking Christ, like it, it's a great track. It's really fun to listen to. It's musically um, like really quite stunning. So, Carol of the Bells by Destiny's Child. Elise, what's your final track? Okay, so overall, Carol of the Bells is always my favorite Christmas track, but I think that um, Christmas Don't Be Late by the Chipmunks has to be... (laughs) I know, we're all embarrassed and ashamed, but that has to be my favorite Christmas song. Like, the entire Chipmunks album is, like, what rocked my childhood. Me and my brothers dancing around to the kitchen is... Those are my favorite memories of all, and it's just so happy and joyful and, I mean, ridiculous. The entire album is ridiculous, but... 
there's no artistry. There's nothing I can say about the time or the costumes. Oh, Kayla's face is like, oh, there's artistry. I love the fucking chipmunks. I really associate the chipmunks with Christmas. Like, God, I'm so excited. It's our generation. Like, it is our generation. And we, we, I, I love them. I love them. And I was like, I quite literally, I was having a really far too deep conversation with my husband about it and like four of their songs made the final playlist and he was like you can't they're not cool enough they're not they're not and i was like i agree with you and then now here we are and i'm like all right bottle and a half deep the best christmas song i'll ever hear fucking chipmunks bless us by like singing maybe a few bars Christmas, Christmas time is here. Time for joy and time for I don't know because I was gonna say fear, but like that doesn't feel right. Here. Cheer. I know, but did I already say that? I don't know. I'm drunk. Let's be real. Let's stop. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I think this is the perfect playlist. This- <laughs> and it'll be available on spotify and apple music at the very least so come look it up um the strongest playlist you'll ever hear so this episode's getting long our producers were talking about a game or not i don't know what y'all decided what did you decide what happened i think is it game time would you like to play a game let's do it a game all right Oh no. Executive producer Cameron Toy. It's gonna be a three hour episode. (laughs) Are you serious? Remember when in the beginning we were like 60 minutes tops? I think that like the art poppin' bottles listeners should know that like this is a reunion of really like special friends here for Christmas. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care either. It's a boot. All right, like Mariah Carey said that we're doing 45 minutes for a Christmas special, and our pop and bottles said no. Three hours. <laughs> okay, um, what's the game? All right, answers? the name of the game is Secret Santa. The pod has received several gifts from uh, pop artists that have been discussed in depth throughout the show, the, the run of the show, the podcast. And you, as a team, the, the three of you here, have to work together to guess who has given you each gift. Wait, so we're working together on riddles? This is too much. You're working together to guess who gave you each okay, gift. Okay, okay, okay. And you have one guess, you must agree, and you have one guess, or you can pass and guess on it later. <laughs> I'm the worst guest to have for this show. It's great. It's going to be so This is ridiculous for this game. All right, Cam, lay it on us. What presents did they gift us with? All right. The first gift you have received is a high-quality porcelain doll that might add rustic charm to a woodsy cottage, but it's going to look pretty creepy in your house. Is it Dolly? I feel like it has to be Dolly. Who else has dolls? The first thing that came to mind was Taylor Swift. I don't know. Oh, maybe her cats have dolls. Her shit, like I. <laughs> rustic is a clue, I think. Yeah, rustic is very evermore. It's very folklore, but also it's like, very country music. But like, yeah, like a doll. Like her name is Dolly Parton. Hold up. I was just re-listening at my own peril 
to our Chromatica episode in which there's a track porcelain doll. No? Don't no, it's called Plastic Doll, but don't re-listen to that track. I can't. I like I listened to it yesterday and I had PTSD and I stopped listening to it. Okay, wait, so these gift givers, do they have to have been on our pop and bottles? They, it was like it was something that we discussed this episode. Is I feel like what the executive on, on the show in general. Oh. oh. Okay, so read the clue one more time. Okay, you have received a high quality porcelain doll that maybe would add rustic charm to a woodsy cottage, but wood's gonna look pretty creepy in your house. And okay, I'm going with Dolly. Question, which is how literal are these clues? Not that literal. Okay, so who? The, the, so it's more like who would have given us a porcelain doll versus who has a lyric featuring the words. I mean, does Taylor? I feel like Dolly would have given us one genuinely. Like, here's a doll for your collection. But Taylor would have been like, "This will haunt you forever." Think about what you've done. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, who's giving us a doll? I think Kayla's right, and it's Lady Gaga. Like, I don't. <laughs> All right, let's go Lady Gaga. Is it more like they have a lyric porcelain doll or they, no, we can't. Jeremy is shaking his head no so hard. Aaron is just laughing. I don't know. I don't know. know. You guys. And and we've talked. I'm going, actually, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to retract my first answer. I'm going Dolly. He said doll, so I'm going Dolly. Let's go Dolly. It's a doll and it's Dolly. We're getting it wrong, huh? Is that your answer? I mean, yeah, right? Kayla. Kayla, you're there. You can read them. What? I Tell us what you read. I say we're wrong, but I don't know. Go for it, Kim. You are wrong. <laughs> <gasps> so are we cursed now? What happens? Uh, I, I guess. I guess <laughs> Who is it? Who it's is Taylor it? Swift. Oh, okay. <laughs> Who's doll? What what doll is this? It's, just it's Marjorie for Christmas. Wait, this is this like one of her cats taxidermied? What is happening? It's just based on feel. It's, it's not based it's, on that. It's impression based. Okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I'm ready for it. Let's like, go with the next one. I'm not going to contribute to this. And remember, answer. you can pass and come back to stuff later okay. as a group. Okay, okay. Let's keep that in mind. Okay, the next gift is some lovely candles. What? Oh wait, no, I, I know what this is. This must be the Parton because she has the shit candles in her in her like special. It or must. Or is it Billy Eichner? Because he was the elf that lit all the candles. Okay, it's a thought. That's funny. Billy's a diva. Well, Billy's not a pop artist. Kayla, who do you think it is? I think it's Dolly. We're gonna answer two questions in a row, Dolly Parton. It's, it's gotta be Dolly. Wait, should we wait? Let's okay, I'll agree. I'll agree it was Dolly because her coal mining father only had candles until she was 16, and now she's a millionaire. But we're still talking about those candles. So, Cam, is it the candles? I'm obsessed with this narrative. But look, I, my vote is to come back and see. What do we do? Oh, okay. That was, that's so much sure, Kayla. Nah. Let's do it. Let's just come back around to it. What's our next <laughs> Okay. The next one is, wow, this one's a big one. You have opened a fruit basket 
a bottle of champagne, a personal assistant, a recording contract, and $10,000. Wait, say one more time. Mariah? A fruit basket, a bottle of champagne, a personal assistant, a recording contract, and $10,000. So is the, is the personal assistant in the basket? Sure. I'm it's Mariah. I agree with Elise because it's extra. However, the one caveat I might have is that to me, Mariah is not that generous. Like, is it Beyonce? But we haven't she talked about both Beyonce. extra and not generous. The whole show. I don't know. What do you think? I feel like Mariah, Mariah. knees at 10,000. She's like, what, change? Like, I don't understand. Ariana's gonna. Yeah. Uh, you know what, Ariana? I I know. I, I think you guys were right. I think your first instinct is right. I do think it's Mariah. Okay. Because I feel like she's trying to impress us at this point. You know. Yeah, I wish they would have said butterfly. Also, like, did butterflies come <laughs> out of the of the gift basket? <laughs> gift basket in the shape of a butterfly. Yeah. I think we should hear the next one. Can we pass this one too? Oh my God, let's pass it. Okay. Okay, but isn't are, don't those? How many do we have? I don't know. <laughs> Our producers are very prepared. All right. The next. Oh, okay. Is Cam. Um, MDMA, otherwise known as Molly. That's oh, Miley! Miley! It's Miley. <laughs> We're guessing. My wait. At least you agree that it's Miley Cyrus. I'm, I'm thinking, but yes, I think yes. Yes, it's either that or Lady Gaga, but I think it's Miley Cyrus. Let's guess for Miley. What do you, what do we think? Are we all in agreement? Miley, yes, a hundred percent. Hit it, Cam. Yeah, I'm so sorry. That gift is from Kesha. That makes sense too. I didn't even think of Kesha. That's on us. That's on us. Kesha and Molly make sense together. That's on us. No, I'm sorry. I'm get, I'm questioning the executive producers because Miley Cyrus has a whole lyric about Molly. She does. She has referenced Molly a lot. Okay. You know what? Well, let's keep playing. Let's see what the next one is. Okay. I'll I'll refer I'll refer to Jeremy and Aaron on any potential corrections. But for now, you didn't get it. Um, I think that's okay. Fine. Great. All right. Yeah. We have zero points. You have received. <laughs> yeah, we're doing not good. What's our yes. next gift? Wait, right. The two gifts we haven't answered are candles and what's the other one we skipped on? A fruit basket, a bottle of champagne, personal assistant, a recording contract, and $10,000. That might be. Okay. It, it, it must be Dolly and Mariah Carey, but we'll come back to that. Let's just do it. Should we just do it now? We know it is. Yeah. We're not come Let's up with anything better. Yeah, let's do Dolly for especially for the candles. Dolly. Dolly for candles, Mariah for everything else. Okay, all right, both are wrong. You're <laughs> fucking kidding me. I cannot believe. I cannot believe that the candles were gifted to you by Britney Spears. Spears. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny because uh, Elise, so Britney Spears burned down her home gym by leaving a candle on. I know, it was a Yankee candle and she was irresponsible. That was also in 2020 and we completely forgot about it. Because, like, she's doing well. We haven't heard any news about, like, her father. 
abducting her recently. Like, there's so many things, you know? Like, to me, Taylor is thriving in 2020. Yeah. What was what was the answer to the next one? Which, I mean, had to be Harry. Basketball, champagne, personal assistant, recording contract, and $10,000 would have been yours if you had guessed that it was from Beyonce. <gasps> I was right! Uh, but also, I uh, did insist upon it. And also... Frankly, yeah, Mariah wouldn't have given us all that. She would have given us a couple quarters and been, like, playing the vending machine. <laughs> so we know if that one comes up. Okay. Yeah, you know, if they, yeah. you know if some change comes up. Anyway, your next... If we haven't heard Dolly or Mariah yet, what's the next hint? <laughs> the next gift is, ooh, an IOU. This is too hard. An oh, IOU? It's Rihanna. Ooh, Rihanna, because she hasn't given us an album. <laughs> Is it Rihanna? Is that the answer? Do we all agree? Yeah. The answer <laughs> is Rihanna. Sure. <laughs> you got it. Wow, point one to us. All right, your next gift is, ooh, Christmas gift of true love. You've been gifted true love. <laughs> Who the fuck? <laughs> true love. True love. Who has been gifted true love? Mm-hmm. Like, is this like all of us? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I need details. You're being very vague. You are. Yeah. This one's, this one's more literal lyrical. Okay. Oh, gosh, it's literal. One of us has been gifted true love. Congratulations. May the odds be ever in your favor. Um, okay, who has said true love in their lyrics recently? Oh, Santa. Taylor. Oh, Santa, give me true love. Is that the song? I don't think Taylor, can I say Taylor again? Can we use Taylor twice, Cam? No, we can't. You have given us two things. It's a no. Wait, <laughs> I didn't give you more than one thing. You said at least one mean thing about all of these people. One mean more than one thing about these people. Okay. We talk about true love this year. Who talks I think about it's true love? All of these things related, as I can remember, all of these things are related to news items from this year, not necessarily from this episode. So what this year had to do with true love? I don't Ariana, um, it's Ariana Grande because she fell in love with that real estate agent. <laughs> Did I miss this? I was gonna say Nick Jonas. So this, I feel like I'm like three years behind. I feel like I just gave up somewhere in the middle here. I was like, I'm just not progressing anymore. I just can't. I don't. Okay. I don't. Can we hear the next one? We can hear the next one. Yeah. For a second. You have been gifted the holiday that we know as Christmas. (laughs) That's okay. That is correct. Hey. We have one point. Wait, two, I mean, two, 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 two points. Two points. Okay. All right, the next one is a dictionary. You have a dictionary now. Well, you might. If you. Okay, who defined words? Was it Fergie? Was it Fergie because she spelled all the words in her albums? <laughs> and we did talk about Fergie. Was it Fergie? Kayla agrees. Aaron's dying. Jeremy's dying. Let's go with Fergie. It's either Fergie or it's not Fergie. 
It's Fergie. Cameron's That's nothing. It's Fergie. It's Fergie. It's, of course it's Fergie. I don't think you expected us to do this badly on this game. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> All right. This is really hard. I'll give it to you. It's hard, and you need more clues. You're right. You're right. Next time. Or you need us to either you're be right. spelling things or guessing what time it is, because those are the <laughs> things we're good at. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do we'll do a math game next time. I know, cool but give game. give uh, Justin the math question. Give me the spelling question. Okay, well here's a question for everyone that has tons of clues in it, um, or a gift. Uh, it is a Versace brand gay robot. Lady Gaga. That's that's that's, that's Lady Gaga. Yeah, it's Gaga. <laughs> it's Gaga. It is Lady Gaga. Thank God. You've made it. Thank God. Okay, so what didn't we answer from before? Oh, we answered the candles. God damn it. I here, can't here, believe we, we, we answered more, the you candles. You have more. Okay. We have the two love question, which is still Ariana Grande, but anyways. Four gifts remaining and one gift that you passed on. Okay, what was oh the you passed on? True love. Okay, still don't know. Okay. Four <laughs> gifts. Let's go. Okay. It is, ooh, another gay robot, but this one is from Lowe's. <laughs> it's Dua Lipa. It's Dua Lipa. It must be Dua Lipa. I'm so confused. <laughs> I don't really know. All I'll say is that, like, for sure, like, Lady Gaga gave, gave us a gay robot from Versace because she sang Plastic Doll, which is very... And she also sang Donatella in her art pop record. Like, it's very... Like, that's Lady Gaga, right? And so the low-rent Lady Gaga must be Dua Lipa. That's what I think Kayla's picking on. So I think that Kayla's right. It is... I trust your opinions. Elise sent me a Dua Lipa cam. All right, is Dua Lipa's the answer? Yes. That is incorrect. Yes. Who is it? It is Katy Perry. Uh, whatever she would. <laughs> That's it. You hate her. He's a beautiful dead bird. What? Um, Lord? Who did we talk shit about this year? Apparently, they're all people we talk shit about. Who would kill a bird? This, Lord Lana Del Rey. I feel like Lord would kill a bird. Um, I feel like we already said Kesha. We can't repeat. Yeah. Dead bird. Like, who the fuck does bird stuff? I know that there's an answer. Oh, my God. Aaron's smirking, so it's, like, obvious. It, John Lennon, he, but like he's been dead for a while. <laughs> What's um, it? Oh. Is, it, is it Robin? Her name is bird like. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you, Jeremy. I mean, it could be. The next gift is some beautiful poppers. Oh, RJ, RJ Hottie. Is it Kim Petras? Who sings about poppers? Kim, uh, me? <laughs> okay, we've heard two of them. What's what's the what's the next one? The next one is a COVID vaccine. That's Dolly Parton. 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 
All right. Would you like to go back to, uh, to your uh, remaining gift? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. We have true love, a dead bird, and coppers. I'm telling you, true love is is Ariana Grande. We have not, <laughs> we have not guessed her yet. It must be <laughs> Ariana Grande. We don't believe anyone on this show. <laughs> But please do, because I used first, middle, and last name. So, like, please bleep me out. You got it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Ariana Grande! It must be Ari. We got so... We got trashed on this show. Sorry, it's four hours long. Um, Is it Ari? Is it Cam? It is Ari. Okay. Wait, what's the... Okay, so we got true love. That's done. What? What's the next one? A dead bird and poppers. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. Let's talk about poppers for a second. I think it's Kim. I think it's got to be Kim. It but seems like it's thing, but we haven't talked about her yet. <laughs> we talked... We did Clarity this year. That was this year. What, but not this season. What? But not this season. But wasn't it this year, Cameron? It was this year. Kim Petras. It must be Kim Petras. Poppers is Kim. It is not Kim. Who the fuck gave us poppers? Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa gave you poppers. Oh my god. Now do you see? No. <laughs> no. I know some other people that gave you poppers. It's just a dead bird. It was was me. Poppergate 2019 at Elise Susan J. Poppergate 2K19. We don't say 2019. It's too illustrious. 2K19. (laughs) Poppergate. And I just lied to everyone. I was like, no, it's just cleaning solution. Don't worry about it. Everyone got fucked up on poppers. <laughs> Don't just, I just, I spilled some Clorox. Just shh. It maybe is the most iconic thing that's ever happened. Didn't I? Hey, my dog was high. <laughs> Everyone's fine now, though. So, like, whatever. It's good. It wasn't my fault. I will say that it was someone else's fault who left it on the counter without the cap on, anyways. I mean, it, it literally, it is a fairy's fault. Who cares what happened? It is fantastic. <laughs> it is just like there was like a mythical being that showed up and was like, and we're going to make this party extra sparkly. And that's what happened. Kayla was crying about fucking have yourself a merry little Christmas. And I'm crying about poppers right now. <laughs> Poppergate 2K19. Most of you that are listening were there. What's the only one we have left? Dead bird. Dead bird. It was John Lennon, and we're still sorry. Sorry. Wow. Sorry, guys. It's time for bed. I'm going to say Robin, and that's uh, that's it. That's all I got. We didn't talk about her this year. We didn't talk about John Lennon this year. I think. Dead bird? What's it called? I think it's Lana Del Rey. Who did we talk about this year? We talked about. Is it is it someone we featured on our episodes? Oh, so someone we could have talked about in passing as well. Was it Lord? That seems right. Okay, here it's it's past year. 
the whole show. It could be Lord. And it wasn't Janet Jackson. It could be Lord. It could be Lana. It could be Florence of and the machine. Oh, right. She likes birds. I think that's about it, though, as far as who would kill a dead bird. It's Lord, it's Lana, it's Florence. We're missing who it actually is. Jeremy can't keep it together. We're getting this wrong. I don't know who it is. Justin, you guess. Give your guess. Well, I'm going to guess Lord. Lord is correct. Lord. Yay! Good job. Yay! God. Okay, well, that concludes our game. We have how many points? Five. Seven points. Five, Fourteen. Out you have... Aaron says six points. I trust Aaron. Six points out of 14. That's a that's a less than an F. We got less yeah. than But Wait, happy New seven. Year. Because okay. um, I see you got Rihanna, Ari, Mariah, Fergie, Lady Gaga, Lord, and Dolly Parton. Okay. Well, I you got it's it's fifty percent. Either you got way, half, you got about half of your gifts. Either way, we failed. Merry Christmas. But Merry we got Christmas. some gifts. Thank you, everyone, and thank you yes. to our pro executive producers for creating this impeccable game. <laughs> <laughs> to, so to Jeremy Smith, to Aaron Burnett, to Cameron Toy. And we want to thank our special guest, Elise Susan Chase, for being on this podcast. Thank you, Justin. Thank you for having me. For being here with me. Any last thoughts to close us out here? I love Dolly Parton so much. That's it. I love having Elise on the podcast really, really so much. I'm so thankful to all of our listeners, all 12 of you. You're incredible. We have 30 listeners right now, and they're actually, I want to, our last thank you should go out to our listeners because I was looking today on our app, um, and we have, the majority of our listeners are definitely from America, but we have listeners in Canada, the United Kingdom, Ireland, Peru, Taiwan, Australia, Russia, France, Belgium, Singapore, like it goes on. I didn't even list all the countries. So thank you to all our listeners. Thank you for keeping us afloat and alive. Happy holidays to everybody. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. It was very stupid and um, in, um, maybe now it's the new year because this podcast was so long. We love you all. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. I'm going to summer cool.